A special announcement before we get started. Enrollment to Mind Over ARE is officially open. We only open a couple times a year and it is currently open. So you can head over to the website dci.beyoungdesign.com slash mind dash over dash ARE. This is my signature program where you learn the four essential pillars that you need to pass the ARE. I literally give you a proven blueprint to becoming a licensed architect. But here's the thing. The enrollment period is literally only a couple days. So if you're listening to this, the doors are still open. Go get in right now while you can. Come join me. We already are starting to see incredible people come in, and I cannot wait to get started. Okay, let's start the show. Welcome to Design, Create, Inspire with me, Bryn Young. I'm an entrepreneur and designer specializing in residential and sustainable design. My background is in interior design and architecture, but also entrepreneurship and small business management. I have been running a successful award-winning design firm for over six years, and I'm here to discuss all things design and business. There are over 1 million podcasts to choose from right now, so thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. I hope to bring you value with every episode I create, so let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the first official podcast of Design, Create, Inspire. I'm very excited to finally be sitting down and getting all of uh, these ideas and thoughts that have been in my brain and in my phone notes uh, out to you guys. So I wanted to start the very first episode with something that seems the most basic, but also the most critical is what is an architect? Uh, It's really interesting how something there that we hear so often, architect, lawyer, doc- doctor, you know, those type of professions. But it's very interesting the amount of people that I come across that don't actually know what an architect is or what really their requirements are. Um, yeah, they design buildings, but what does that mean? So in this episode, I want to talk about what is an architect? what it means to be a licensed architect. Um, Are you licensed once you get a degree? If you're not licensed, how can you have a design business? And is it possible to design without a license? And if so, is licensure worth it? And sorry, it's license is a little bit of a, you know, you say it enough times, it's a little bit of a tongue twister. Um, But I want to answer all those questions And also talk about some questions that have come up to me before. One thing I heard another architect say is someone asked her, what do you architect? So little things like that that I can hopefully give you some insight on. And maybe an architect is something we should all know. And so maybe people don't want to ask or feel embarrassed to ask. But it's also a way to help my clients and future clients or future designers explain what it is architects do. So right off the bat, as you will learn, I cannot legally call myself an architect. I cannot legally say that I provide architectural services. I can't even call myself an architectural designer. With that said, I have a bachelor's of fine arts. It took me a second to remember what I have in interior design and a master's in architecture. And I've also passed 
all six required national architecture exams. So what does that mean? What? So why can't I call myself an architect? So I'll, I'll get into that a little bit, but it's a big disclaimer that I always um, make very clear because I've done all the work almost to get there. And so I understand the value of that term. So let's just start off. What is an architect? So the actual definition of an architect is somebody who protects the health, safety, and welfare of the general public. So that's a pretty uh, intense definition for a profession. And this is because an architect can and does design buildings, homes, can design bridges, skyscrapers, um, all these things that people spend time in. And, you know, back when I took the lead energy exam, I think I knew the exact percentage, but I'm kind of, I I don't know what the newest percentage is, but I want to say that people spend 90% of their time indoors or inside. And most likely whatever you are inside is something that an architect designed. So it's really important that the requirements for architects is really stringent. So, and we'll get into it a little bit, but what that means in terms of what's the difference between architect and structural engineer. And um, maybe that's even a whole nother episode because, you know, it can get deep. So are you licensed once you get a degree in architecture? No. Kind of like I said earlier, even if you go through a undergrad or graduate program in architecture, it doesn't mean you are a licensed architect and you still cannot call yourself an architect. Uh, So a undergrad in architecture is a five-year program. And after that five-year program, you can go off to do the hours and licensing requirements. Uh, If you have a undergrad in something other than architecture or something similar like interior design, which is what I had. Um, I actually had, it was like interior architecture, but I then went on to get my master's degree in architecture, which was a three-year program. So not only do you have to have a degree in architecture, but you also have to have uh, a degree from an accredited school. So it can't just be any school that offers the the degree. It has to be something that the National Council of Architectural Registration Board has approved um, to make sure that the education you're getting is in line with the requirements. So you need to get your accredited degree. And then what's next? So after you graduate or even while you're in school, you can start working on your hours. So you have to go through the architectural experience program and you're required to have 3,740 hours of experience. 3,740 hours of experience. Um, Then, and, and again, simultaneously, you can be taking your your national exams. You can you can wait until you're done with your experience hours, or you can take them at the same time. It's as as of now, there's no requirement to finish one before you finish the other. 
So then there are six national exams that are required, each with uh, roughly 50%, I think it's like 49 to 51% passing rate. So they're not easy. Um, They're not for the faint of heart. And then after those six exams, you have to go through whatever your state requires. So each state is different, understandably so, because each state has very different building, or not very different, but um, I was going to say different building codes, but very different, you know, geology, uh, weather. I'm in California. So we have earth, we kind of have it all. We got earthquakes, we have floods, we have um, coastal, uh, which, which, you know, the environmental protection for even like the coastal wildlife uh, fire. Did I already say that? I think so. We kind of have a lot of the natural disasters that you can get that are very important for building design. So in California, we have one of the most strict requirements for licensing. So after you go through all the national requirements, then you can take a California exam, and that's called the California Supplemental Exam. And that exam is pretty on par with the state or the national exams. Um, it has roughly 50% pass rate as well, and it's not easy. So some of the other states require an exam that you can take online, or you just basically fill out some information that you've passed all your other requirements and you get your license. So um, that is why I do not have my license quite yet because I have passed all my other requirements, but I was um, going to be taking my California exam right when it was going to be middle of June or end of May, and it was right when the wonderful pandemic happened. And so it kind of threw a little bit of a wrench in things. So I have not taken my California exam yet, but uh, will be doing so soon. Um, so with that said, if you do get your license in your state, so for example, here in California, I am only licensed to practice architecture in the state that I am licensed in. So uh, I can I can work for another firm um under the principal who has a license in another state, but I cannot go to another state and call myself an architect. So this is obviously to protect, you know, people. I mean, if I am used to designing in California and then I go down to Florida or somewhere that has hurricanes and I'm not as used to it or I'm not up to date on the latest code requirements and stuff, that could be a liability. So it is to protect the health, the safety, and the welfare of the general public, Um, although it can feel frustrating as someone who has gone through so much work, maybe even licensed in multiple states, and then still cannot legally call themselves an architect in certain areas. So I think this is a really important aspect to convey to people because it is understandable why these rules are placed and they may not feel fair sometimes, but it it's important that people don't just ask, are you 
licensed architect or not. It's kind of more what is your experience? Are you licensed in any state? Have you completed any of the requirements? Do you have a degree? Um, There's just, it's a very dense Uh, loaded question. So I think this is great for people to kind of hear and know about. There's actually a lot of really famous designers from the past who weren't actually licensed architects, and they're known now as some of the best architects in our time. So uh, again, it's, it's, a lot of requirements, a lot of money, a lot of loopholes to get through in order to get that license. And um, it's great when you do, but this is a whole nother kind of uh, topic too. But because of the price and the loopholes that it takes to get a license, it's not easily accessible to a lot of people. So just because someone is a licensed art is not a licensed architect uh, doesn't mean they don't have necessarily the um, experience. Well, it, it, it means ask more questions because they may be working on it. They may be they may have been working for thirty years and have been working with other architects or structural engineers, and it's just worth diving a little bit deeper into. All right, so if you are not licensed, how is it possible to have a design business? So for example, my business. So I started off with um, interior design, but then I started moving more towards bigger remodels. Um, The reason I went to architecture school in the first place is because I found early on that interior design was not my forte. I was definitely... Uh, more of the mathematical science side than the shopping uh, furnishing side of design. So for me, architecture makes more sense and I really enjoy it a lot. I enjoy the, the patterns and the puzzles of it. But I, so I have moved more towards architecture architectural, I can't even say that, I've moved towards uh, more design in the, the designing the whole building rather than like colors and finishes. But so, so I digress. So how can you have a business? Well, each state has their own requirements, but in California, there's an Architects Practice Act and section 5537 of that lists out some requirements. And so some of those exemptions from needing a license are single family residences, standard wood frame construction, up to two stories. Uh, You can include a basement in that too, but um, or less. You can also do multiple dwellings containing no more than four units, also just standard wood frame. And then there's also a couple like um, garages, agricultural buildings, again, wood frame, standard construction. So legally, well, legally, anyone really can create the plans and go in for a permit and try to get a permit for this. There are a lot of um, code requirements, energy requirements, that sort of thing that I highly do recommend a design professional for designing your plans and getting them permitted. Um, And I'm going to do a whole post on that of what is required for construction documents and getting permits. But legally, 
anyone really can go for the that uh, typology, go get a permit. So I have always worked with single family residential anyways. It's always been kind of my go-to. I've always loved it. Uh, growing up in La Jolla, I've always uh, loved seeing the houses and and it's just what I've always been drawn to. So for me, it's been kind of a no-brainer to go to single-family residential. Um, but with that said, my goal has always been to be an architect. And so I will get my license even if I can basically do what I want to do either way. All right. And so if it's possible to design without a license, this kind of goes into the next one, is is licensure worth it? I 100% think a license is worth it for the right person. I think if you are the type of person who wants to work for a big company maybe um, or not interested in doing going off on their own or maybe not really maybe you got a degree in architecture but you aren't really focused on actually being an architect or architecture is just so um, broad that getting a degree in architecture can lead you to all sorts of things. It can lead you to being a furniture designer. It can lead you to being, um, you know, a building science consultant. It can lead to all these different areas that I think are important to explore to figure out if having that license is worth it for you. Because it's a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of energy that goes into getting that license. And I just don't think it is right for everybody. But if you love design, if you um, went into architecture school knowing that you wanted to be an architect, you loved the whole process of school, even as grueling as it is, and you love what you do when you're working in a firm and you see yourself at the higher level, you see yourself as the lead architect, you see yourself as running your own design firm um, and having staff, then yes, it is 100% worth it. And the sooner the better. And I think that um, there's a lot of value in hiring a licensed architect. I think there's a lot of value in hiring somebody who has gone through the experience hours and the exams because the exams teach you enormous amount and what is on the exams the architecture registration exams is information that wasn't necessarily taught in school architecture school is a lot of theory and a lot of how to be a designer how to look at space how to um, handle space the exams are much deeper into the structural engineering side of it, the mechanical, electrical, um, plumbing, uh, the details that are really important to making a really great building and a really healthy building. So I think that hiring someone who has gone through that process of the exams is important. Um, And that's also why I think that if you are a designer who loves this field, then it is totally worth going through those exams because it will make you such a better designer. It'll make you more confident. It'll make you understand the reasoning behind what you're doing. So I think that um, 
although it's not for everybody, it's super valuable. And if you love what you're doing, then you 100% should go for it. So that is basically, in a nutshell, what is an architect? I had a professor one time tell me that an architect is not just an architect. A lawyer, you know, a lawyer goes in and he's a lawyer. He wears a hat, one hat. A doctor is a doctor. He wears one hat. Well, an architect can be looked at as a mechanical, electrical, structural, civil engineer, a lawyer, an environmentalist, a politician, a sustainability specialist, an educator, a designer, an interior designer, a color expert, a lighting designer, a um, psychiatrist, a, a family and marriage therapist. The list goes on, and I don't mean to offend anyone who is one of those things, and especially ones that require lots of uh, exams and and education, because I do know the value in uh, I, or I understand the gut punch when someone says that they're an architectural designer and they barely even went to architecture school as someone who has gone through the years and years of work and exams. um, I understand that. But at the same time, architects are required to wear a lot of hats and uh, required to be able to have a little bit of knowledge in a lot of things. And I think that that's really important for especially clients, to understand that we are a jack-of-all-trades, but at the same time, it's important to um, be a specialist in one thing and know that we're not going to have all the answers to everything, although we will try our best. (laughs) All right, guys, I think that's enough for now. Um, I hope that that answered a little bit of your idea of what an architect is. If you still have questions or um, if you found any value in this, I would love to hear. Uh, I'm. You can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram at Be Young Design. I'm also on Facebook. Um, I'm getting this all started now. But if you're whatever podcast platform you're on, leave a comment and let me know what you found valuable or what you'd like to hear more of. And definitely rate. And hopefully this information will be able to be shared and uh, get to more people. So thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Bye. Before you head out, just a friendly reminder that once again, the doors for Mind Over Airy are officially open, but they will close soon so that we can get started with our next group. So jump in now. I can't wait to get started. And I'm excited to meet you and hear all about your exam journey. Have a beautiful day.